Hello and welcome back to the SC Hardback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Nemofsky. Going solo, our 5-8 Nom is heading overseas. So Nom, if you're listening, mate, have a safe trip. And I'm really upset that he's not here because we are up to Team 5. Uh, only 5 left here and these are the, the cream of the crop. And we have to start with his team, the Newcastle Knights. So let's get right into it, boys. The uh, the first thoughts of the 2023 season, Supercoach for the Newcastle Knights. Who would have thunk it? This team turned out to be one of the great Supercoach teams to have this season. Many in the great category, lots in the good, not many in the fails at all. It was a team that, you know, probably got drafted a bit later than what, than we, what they thought they would be. Uh, and then, yeah, look at the, at the results you got. So let's run through the greats. So obviously, let's start with the MVP one man called Kalen Ponga. The duel came in so handy, 5'8 fullback. He was drafted the 54th player, ended up as the 15th player, only played 18 rounds, a score of 87. Absolutely killed it. And the stretch that he had from round 18 to the end of the season, 180, 137, 96, 122, 121, 77, 91, 128. One of the great all-time runs in Supercoach. Carried a lot of guys to draft victories, to classic rankings. He was on another level this year. And I think another reason why, you know, I know hear the people going about Turbo next year and how, oh, I can't draft him again. Kalen Ponga is a prime example of why you just have to back pedigree. And if you know a guy uh, can do it, you just got to back in the injury warrior and not worry about it. Because for an average drop position of 54 to then go on and help you win a comp, is very, very rare. So, Kalen Ponga, the MVP, obviously in the great category. That is also with uh, Greg Marzu, Greg the Beast. So, I draft as the 99th player. There was a bit of hype in the preseason, you know, after that player swap with him and Chris Randall from the Titans. Um, but who would have thought a 77 average, the 16th overall player, second overall in CTW. Absolutely killed it. Tunned up, has a very good ton in him. Not many low scores at all. So, Greg the Beast, another guy who... Is an absolute weapon. And then one more for the great category. Again, who would have thunk it? Dan Gagai. A guy that in our comp was drafted very, very late. He was the 111th player overall, finished as the 27th player overall, the fifth CTW, a 72 average. Again, only had the 100 this year, but just very consistent in his scores. Lots of 70s, lots of 80s. Uh, didn't need a lot of attacking stats. There was a lot of base in there, tackle breaks, things like that. So those three guys... If you were able to stack any of them, um, what a weapon that would have been. Um, but then, yeah, um, an absolute gold mine in that Newcastle edge. Let's go to the goods. Quite a few goods. So obviously, Lockie Miller, uh, if you did draft him early, um, you know, he was a 75th overall pick. Um, he averaged a 65 um, right up until when he got moved from fullback for Kalen Ponga. But I know there was quite a few leagues that I was in where Lockie Miller got moved around for very high assets, especially when Ponga went down. So he was a very good trade asset there. Uh, Dom Young, an absolute weapon as well. A 72 average. Has a very low score in him. Had quite a few low scores, but then uh, quite a few tons, four tons, including a 148. So I think Dom Young has shown you that he is someone in Supercoach that will be uh, very highly owned moving forward, especially in that Roosters team. He was 117 overall. Um, so a very nice deal to end up as a 7th CTW. Uh, a very nice move there. Bradman Best, another guy. Oh, he's too injured. I'm not going to draft him anymore. He's off my draft board. 
Okay, that's fine. He was the 133rd player overall uh, in draft. Finishes the 34th overall, a 60 average, including a huge 142 against the Dogs in round 18. Um, all these Newcastle outside backs was able to really come up. And even guys that was able to fill in for little moments, you know, Adam Clune had a 70 average. A guy like Anari Tuala had a 48 average. So these guys were great. Uh, let's go to, you know, just some notable guys sitting around that mid-marker that, you know, did a job for you. Lockie Fitzgibbon had a 60 average. Um, and again, there wasn't many, um, you know, breakout scores. And that was just good scoring. Tyson Frazella, 56. Dylan Lucas, when he came off for his six games, a 54. He's going to be definitely one we're going to need to monitor for next year as a bit of a play, especially with Fitzgibbon moving on. Adam Elliott, a 50. Now... Not going to put him in the fail category. He was the 113th overall player. So you didn't draft an absolute superstar of the game there. But yeah, I just feel like with his average, he did come on later in the end of the season, had that huge injury layoff at the start. But someone there that I think would have been, um, you would have hoped for a little bit more of. And then Jackson Hastings, a 47, a couple of injury affected scores there as well. Um, the 50 average overall, um, exactly what you think you would get from him. But let's go to the surprises. And I guess this is the first team that's got some surprises here because a few guys here. Tyson Gamble with a 47 average, Phoenix Crossan with a 46 average, and Leo Thompson with a 45 average. Three guys that we would not have even thought of at the start of the season, but somehow turned into really good options. And I think this Newcastle team, could they be the Newcastle of next uh, the Cowboys of next year and fall back down? The latter, of course they could. But I think those three guys in particular, Leo Thompson has turned into a very nice front row forward option. Um, you know, not many. I think he had one try only. That was his 88 against the Dogs. And then other than that, just a lot of good scoring right around that 50 mark. Someone that you can grab off waivers, do a job for you. Tyson Gamble, once again, another guy who um, there was a couple of scores. There was two scores over the 75. The rest between, you know, that... 35 to 50 mark, exactly what you want as a 5'8 off the waiver. And the Phoenix Cross on our boys, everyone who jumped on him at some stage in the season, average draft position of 410, obviously not even touched, had a 100, had quite a few over 50 as well, with 47 average. I think for me, he will get that jewel in terms of a 5'8 hooker. Um, you know, if he only gets hooker, I'd be surprised. Um, but even so, I think with... Uh, the next guy we're going to talk about, I think he is a very nice option. So let's go. I've only got really two, we'll call them, uh, fails for this season. Obviously, one is an injury one. You can't really uh, knock him there. It's Jaden Braley. Played the five games this year. Once again, did the ACL. Looked good. Uh, you know, a 50. Uh, then he had a, a head knock for a 9. 50, 56, and then a 37 where he ended up getting injured. So... You know, he's always going to be around that 50 mark with a little bit of higher upside. I just think that drafting him early, he was the 70th overall player. I think those days are gone. He'll definitely be in the hundreds this year. It wouldn't surprise me if you are going to grab him. Late on, you will have to grab Crossland as well, just as a cover, as a bit of a handcuff to that position, if you do like the Newcastle hooker position. And then the other guy, very high heading into the offseason last year, was Daniel Saifidi. Now, he was the 176th overall player, so not, you know, massive, but there was a lot of talk about this is the guy that's going to be, you know, he's going to go into his own this year, he's going to lead this Newcastle pack. Did all right, you know, it was a 45 average in the end, 
And for me, you know, there's already rumors about is he potentially moving on to another club next year. So again, not not what we thought he would be, but again, not not that bad as well. So that's the good, the bad, and the greats here for the Newcastle Knights. Let's look for because this is where I wanted to kind of put the most time in this podcast today. The 2024 hope for this team in Supercoach. Now we have a couple of positions that need to get to be confirmed here. So 5A is a big one. So obviously Tyson Gamble is the 5A there this year. They've got Jack Cogger coming in next year. I think there will be a bit of a tussle to see who gets that. Cogger's obviously gone from that Panther system thinking he's going to get regular first grade. But then a guy like Tyson Gamble goes, hang on a second, I've been absolutely killing it here for you, leading you to the finals on this 10-match winning streak. I should surely be here. It'll be interesting to see. I think all the CTW options, including who gets that uh, Dom Young spot, is going to be very interesting to see how they go. I think there's a couple of guys coming over from England um, that I've heard pretty high raps on, so I don't know much about them, so I can't really speak to them. But I'm thinking about, in particular, Marzu and uh, Dan Gagai, I think, are the two, with uh, Bradman Best as the third. Those three guys, obviously, they were drafted pretty, not early on, uh, last year. Uh, like I said, you saw those average draft positions before. I think this year, someone like Greg Marzi will definitely go in the first three rounds. I think Dane Gagai at Bradman Best will be round four or five max. I think you're going to have to go pretty early. Now, you're going to have to really believe, like, if you went into the season this year thinking the Cowboys want to go and um, replicate their form, then you've got to back your gut and go with it again. I'm a little bit hesitant. The only guy I think Greg Marzi has got the base to really hold his own and he shored up that defensive uh, edge enough where it's not leaking like a sieve, and I think he's held his spot there. So Gagai best, Marzu, you know, late um, second, early third, I think is the highest. I would be able to go on him. I wouldn't be able to go early second on Greg Marzu. Um, you know, Brad Best, I think is, like I said, I need to do my big board, but I'd say it's going to be around four or five potentially. Dan Gagai in that same area. Um Obviously a very nice season, but you've got to kind of look at the totality of their super coach career and see have they been an absolute gun. I think, like I said, the halves, including Jackson Hastings, their guys fodder at the end of the draft. You know, if all the superstars are gone, you just want to go get a 50, grab any of those guys, I don't mind that. Jaden Braley for me, not that he's off the draft ball, but he's gonna be very low for me. I think there's quite a few different I was starting to put together my hooker rankings. I think I've got him around 11th right now. Um just there's more certainty around the position. Like I said, I really actually do want Phoenix Crossland to be in that spot. Um, so if I do go for a Jaden Braley late in the draft, you know, rounds, if he gets to eight, nine, 10 in that range, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, handcuffing Phoenix round 13, 14, something in that range there. But Caelan Pong is obviously the gun. I've got him right now as the third overall player behind the two halfbacks, Cleary and Hines. I'd be stunned if he keeps that 5'8 jewel. I think he will only be fullback. It will hurt him a bit. One of the things about having this year was an absolute gun in the 5'8 spot that he could swing down to fullback in a pinch. Um, but yeah, I have no doubt a fit Ponga, we've already known it, same as a fit Turbo. That's why they're 3 and 4 in my draft board. If you've got those guys, they can help you win comps. And that's what you want in that first round. You know, obviously, if Turbo goes down like he did this year, your season might be kaput. But that's why your rounds two, three, and four can be extra critical. And you can, you know, gamble in your first round to get the absolute ultra high ceiling guy. And then you can slot in maybe a Tino. Then you can maybe slot in a Brian To'o. 
and you've got some Cavpice captains and captain options for the rest of the season. So I'm not scared of Kalamponga's injury history, even though it was a one-season thing here. So more than enough, he's a game winner. He's a cup winner. So Tonga in for me for sure. And like I said, there's just a couple of different spots here. Who gets the Damyong, the Damyong spot on the wing? Who gets the Fitzgibbon spot on the edge? That is Dylan Lucas. Don't mind that at all. And then obviously, is there anyone else coming to the club? Is there anyone else that's going to be signed? Is there any of these young guys that are going to step forward? Is there going to be any off-season injuries? To me, Newcastle is one of these teams I'm very, very interested in quite a few players, but you might have to pay a bit of a tax, similar to the Cowboys last year. Think that the Cowboys and the Knights are very good uh, replicas of each other where you know you were able to get Cowboys very cheap last year. They won this run. And then obviously heading into this year, you have to pay a premium. I think you have the same here. There'll be quite a few Newcastle players picked in the top 100. Uh, if I have to look at my board here, Ponga, Mazu, Gagai, um, the replacement for Dom Young, Brad Best, I think Frizzell, even Adam Elliott. I can see them all being picked in that you know top 100. Even a guy who likes like a Jaden Braley, I think is another guy who could go in there. So there's quite a few Newcastle players. You're going to have to work out in your draft board. Are you happy to draft them? nice and early? Do you want to hold back a little bit? Or is it a team that you kind of want to sit on and maybe after three or four rounds, if they start slow, go for a trade offer. If they start large, do you think about selling or do you think it's going to be replicable they can do it again while they did last year? But that's it for the Newcastle Knights, guys. Again, it's a team that I'm really interested in. Had a huge season. I think most of us had quite a few Knights in their team and it was very, very enjoyable. I think there are some guys that I didn't get to own this year aka Greg Marcio, I would love to own next year. But if the price is right, I think this is a perfect, if the price is right team for me. And um, we'll talk about more in the offseason as we head into 2024 and start seeing a more clear picture from the offseason. But I think if you're looking for a price is right, don't overreach if you don't believe. That might be the Newcastle Knights. But again, if they click like they did this year, could be some absolute steals as well. So leave it there, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're back to the top four now. So... We've gone through this. Once we finish these last four podcasts, we're back into doing, uh, we'll look at some player profiles. We'll look at some uh, some off-season topics. And before you know it, we'll be into off-season camps will be on, all the guys already coming there for training camp. Hopefully some more signings, some re-signings. We'll start getting a bit of a clear picture after the internationals. But we'll be going all the way through the off-season as we do. So check out the socials at the SE Halfback, Instagram, X, Facebook, all those places. Plenty of content going up every day. Reach out if there's any off-season topics, player in-depth, thoughts you want me to touch on. Happy to do that as well. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you for you. Bye.